Today, President Zelensky delays a Ukrainian counteroffensive. Liz Truss goes to Taiwan, Armenia and Azerbaijan exchange fire, and Trump is criticised for his appearance on a CNN town hall. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 11th of May 2023. Ukraine has delayed its long-awaited counteroffensive for a little while longer, as President Volodymyr Zelensky says his country still needs more time to prepare. The anticipated counteroffensive comes after a winter in which battle lines remained relatively unchanged and a series of deliveries to Ukraine of weapons, ammunition, vehicles and more from Western nations. Speaking in an interview in Kiev, Zelensky said Ukraine's combat brigades are ready and that they could go forward and be successful, but added, we'd lose a lot of people. I think that's unacceptable, so we need to wait. We still need a bit more time. The army still needs some things like armoured vehicles, which are arriving in batches. Zelensky vowed to give Russia an unpleasant surprise when the counteroffensive eventually begins. If you've watched previous episodes of The Daily Briefing, you'll know that this planned counteroffensive has been discussed and hyped up for quite some time now. Some Ukrainian officials have been attempting to manage expectations. Just recently, the Ukrainian defence minister said, The expectation from our counteroffensive campaign is overestimated in the world. Most people are waiting for something huge. Adding that, he fears it may lead to emotional disappointment. Even with a new stock of Western-supplied weapons and training, the challenges of launching an effective counteroffensive are huge. We don't know exactly where along the 900-mile front line the Ukrainian push will happen, but Russian forces have had months to dig in and fortify their defences. As such, it's likely that we won't see a repeat of the scenes that surprised many last year of Ukraine's forces pushing back the Russian military from Kiev, as well as taking back swathes of occupied territory in the south and east. Meanwhile, on the ground in Ukraine's east, the brutal battle is continuing for the town of Bakhmut, which has been Russia's main target for months. The Russian private mercenary group Wagner, which has been spearheading the Russian assault, claimed a Russian brigade fled its positions on Tuesday, something that has also been claimed by a Ukrainian commander. The Kremlin has not commented on the claims, but spokesperson Dmitry Peskov acknowledged that the war is very difficult. Nevertheless, he says he has no doubt that Bakhmut will be captured and will be kept under control. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Since her rather disastrous fall from grace, former British Prime Minister Liz Truss appears that she's trying to find a new political purpose. It was reported last week that she'd planned a trip to Taiwan in order to show solidarity with the Taiwanese people in the face of aggression from Beijing. However, it seems that not everyone is particularly pleased with Truss's new career move. Alicia Kearns, the Conservative Chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee, has branded this as the worst kind of Instagram diplomacy. She went on to claim that Truss's trip was little more than a vanity project. In fact, Kearns went even further, arguing that the trip could make life worse for the Taiwanese people, who already have to live with a higher degree of Chinese military action following the visit by Nancy Pelosi the then Speaker of the US House of Representatives, last year. Ultimately, it seems like the trip threatens to undermine the UK government's approach to Chinese relations. The Foreign Secretary, James Cleverly, has recently argued that we should not pull down the shutters on China, 
something that a former prime minister visiting Taiwan could do. So that's Taiwan, but things are also happening further west. Just days ahead of EU-hosted peace talks between Armenia and Azerbaijan, the two neighbouring countries have blamed each other for an exchange of fire along the border, which killed one person and wounded four others. Azerbaijan's defence ministry said an Azerbaijani soldier was killed after a provocation from Armenian forces, adding that Armenia had, once again, violated the ceasefire agreement with large-caliber weapons. A statement from the Armenian side said that four of its own soldiers had been wounded and accused Azerbaijan of prompting the clashes by shooting artillery and mortars at Armenian positions. In a few days' time, Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev will meet with European Council President Charles Michel for peace talks in Brussels. The talks are part of a push to resolve the two countries' three-day territorial dispute over the majority Armenian region of Nagorno-Karabakh, which is within Azerbaijan. The US said last week that tangible progress had been made towards ending the dispute after a meeting in Washington. Following the recent clash, Pashinyan accused Azerbaijan of trying to undermine the talks, but said he would still attend the summit, but with very little chance of signing a peace deal. He said the draft deal is still at a very preliminary stage and it's too early to speak of an eventual signature. Moving on now from Armenia and Azerbaijan to the US. This week, former President Donald Trump was found liable for sexual assault in a Manhattan court case. He was ordered to pay E. Jean Carroll $5 million in damages in what many believe to be a major potential setback to his 2024 run for president. However, in a town hall with CNN, the former president hit back, claiming that his sexual abuse verdict would actually help him win the 2024 election. He bragged that his poll numbers actually went up and called his accuser a whack job. His comments were actually met with applause in the audience. While many were critical of Trump and his behaviour in the town hall, some on the left were critical of CNN themselves for allowing the former president to steamroller the host, Caitlin Collins. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a New York congresswoman, tweeted that CNN should be ashamed of themselves. They've lost control of this town hall. The audience is cheering him on and laughing at the host. Others were critical of the fact that CNN had even invited Trump on, with the chief executive of Media Matters for America describing the event as a transparent attempt for CNN to goose their ratings. We're going to end the main section of the daily briefing with some uplifting news. In the first quarter of 2023, for the first time ever, British wind farms generated more power than gas. A report by Imperial College London said that 32.4% of British electricity came from wind farms in the first quarter of the year, compared with 31.7% from gas power plants. Compared to the same quarter a year before, wind power rose by 3%, while gas fell by 5%. Imperial College London's Ian Staffel said there are still many hurdles to reaching a completely fossil fuel-free grid, but wind outsupplying gas for the first time is a genuine milestone event. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because Rory quizzes me on this week's news. That's what he would have wanted. I'm back in it. Yeah. Let's go. I'm sure there's a joke to make here, but yeah, we probably won't. shouldn't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> cut it. This is this is this is hard to it's hard to watch. <laughs> In the extended ad-free edition of the daily briefing, only on Nebula. 
And before we go, we have a big announcement. Our show This Week in Parliament is back. Take a look at this. Every week, a lot happens in Parliament. Debates rage, bills are discussed, and laws are introduced. So it's easy to feel like you don't know what's going on in the chamber. We lift the lid and tell you what happened this week in Parliament. This Week in Parliament, our weekly rundown of what's really going on behind the doors of Westminster, has returned exclusively to Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.